Hey, everybody, we're back. Happy birthday to to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Chuck Norris. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Chuck Norris, you old could still kick my ass, fuck. Oh, you old Republican, you dirty Dallas dick. What's up, Chuck? Happy <laughs> birthday. One of the first internet memes we ever that ever that I was ever graced with the presence of. An Mm -hmm. email chain about how incredibly powerful Chuck Norris is. Funny story. My high school acting teacher stole a gun from the set of Walker, Texas Ranger that was (laughs) made out of uh, rubber foam or foam rubber. And it looked Um. like a big fucking cartoon revolver. And (laughs) we would play around with it in theater class. We never used it once in a play. But we knew it was from Walker, Texas Ranger, a.k.a. that dirty old Republican fuck Chuck Norris. I think this like generation of high school theater teachers in Texas, like they had like they were all on Friday Night Lights at some point. Like, yes. It's an extra or something. Whereas that generation was all in Walker, Texas Ranger at yeah. some point. The, Walker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In, in Texas, the, the, the shows are. As follows, it's Walker, Texas Ranger, it's Friday Night Lights, it's Prison Break, and it's Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Yeah. Those are the shows out here. And they cast yep. a lot out here. They cast locals. Not in big roles. but uh, Well, know. but you know what I mean. like. Yeah, they cast enough. Yeah. Like to, they those... cast enough to, to codify the local film scene. There's a that those are the law and orders of <laughs> that's where you see of the Southwest in in Texas. Oh yeah, those you the, see the same actors pop up over and over again. Yeah, multiple roles within the same series. Oh, is that old lady being interviewed by the cops? The same old lady that ran the stop sign and that <laughs> and, show and sentenced uh, another man to life in prison. <laughs> Stephen Colbert. <Exactly. laughs> you ever see Stephen Colbert's Law and Order? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. It's, it's pretty good. He plays a master forge artist. So he Damn. like forges. He does all of these like crazy like like check forging, but then eventually like somebody gets murdered over a forge signature that he created. Oh Jesus. Dude, I watched the. That's fucking nuts. And I'm guessing he's great in it because he's Stephen Colbert. Right. And he's young. Oh, yeah. This is from like. This is like OG Law and Order. This isn't like SVU shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm in. I'm in. I watched this thing about the guy that was the greatest. Uh,. Forger in the history of sports memorabilia. Ooh. He could almost seamlessly uh, mimic, you know, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, all these guys whose signatures are worth, 
you know, tons and tons of money. And he made people millions of dollars and to the point where the FBI got involved and took down this sports mem- this Ford sports memorabilia ring. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? It was oh, it was like crazy. a multi million dollar racket. That's uh, that's impressive. Right? Just to be honest, like like why can't those guys just make their money? Who gives a shit if it's forged? They're defrauding and they're not paying the proper taxes. Oh, okay. Well, taxes is one thing, but just let them ha- look, legalize everything and just pay taxes <laughs> on it. That's true. You want to fucking legalize someone, everything. If you want to murder someone, just like you know, you got to pay like a 20% tax on their net worth. You just hear it on Twitter. God damn, these fucking Twitter taxes are too goddamn high. <laughs> these murder taxes are through the roof. I'm having to pay per tweet just because I wanted to say the N word. <laughs> well, no, that's free speech. So that's free. That's true. That's but, true. Uh, that's legal. But I'm Just, talking like prostitution, heroin, murder, racketeering, like it, like all this. Just legalize it all and charge these motherfuckers taxes. I'm with you 200%. If prostitution was legal, the Internet would not be nearly the cesspool it is. That's so accurate. I feel like I've heard this on Joe Rogan, but but that's just like so fucking real. Oh, yeah. Dude, my 40-year police father thinks that prostitution should be legal because he said it would prevent a lot of crime. Yeah. (laughs) I bet he feels kind of similarly about drugs. Yeah. Take the same route as Amsterdam, man. Just let it go. Let let fucking freaks be fucking freaks. You can't stop them. Don't let them hurt anybody. Well, that's not what I said earlier, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but, we still like we still don't want murder and yeah, assault. That was a joke. That was a joke. Obviously, we don't condone these things, but most of the time, depending depends on, on who's being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> to quote, to once again quote my father, who said, "Some people need killing." Yeah, well, that's comforting. <laughs> no, so we were joking around one time because my dad. Loves animals. Loves, loves killing animals more than he loves people. Oh, oh well, yeah. And, uh, That's obvious. So we were never a hunting family. We never went hunting. My dad thinks hunters are stupid. I think hunters are pretty stupid. <laughs> um, they spend like twenty thousand dollars a year of their, you know, to go to go shoot a deer that lives in a fence. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, my dad had a history in the armed forces. Served in Vietnam. And you didn't do things in war. Um, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Go on. Go anyway, on. <laughs> the conversation we were having, my dad was like, yeah, you know, at one point in my life, I thought I was going to become a vet. I just love animals. And I was like, and I was like, it's, and he started shitting on hunters for killing animals. And I was like, that's wild to me. And he's like, what? And he goes, and I said, you know, you, you kill a person, but you won't kill an animal. And he goes, ah, ah. People need killing. Animals don't deserve that shit. <laughs> yeah, a dog has never just like looked at me and screamed fat ass on the train <laughs> while masturbating. <laughs> I 
<laughs> you draw the ire of the of society. Of the homeless. <laughs> like everybody just gets some. When I was at McDonald's earlier, I I went in and I ordered two egg McMuffins, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and you would have thought that I had asked these people, hey, can I get two like just golden like bricks, please? Uh, <laughs> And I, all I did was sit there, wait in my car, and the guy's like, here your Egg McMuffins, hot and fresh. We had to make your eggs hot and fresh. And I was just like, all right, man, what the fuck? <laughs> he gave you shit it for took, ordering something that's on the menu? I mean, he didn't, like, outright give me shit. Maybe I was just hungry and, like, grumpy. But I felt <laughs> like he was acting like I was rushing him or – being a dick because I actually waited to receive the food that I paid for. <laughs> he was just hot, like, hot and, fresh. and fresh, hot and fresh for you, bud. That's how he, and that's how he said it. And it was just like, uh, all right. I assumed that it would be. What else? <laughs> you don't need to tell me that you're a hot and fresh food store. Something anyway. about that. Just seems very Texas to me. I always have encounters with people in Texas where I'm like, you should have kept that to yourself. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me how you felt about this or what you think about me doing this. Well, that, that happens everywhere. To yourself. It happens. happens it happens. It doesn't happen to me here. People it kind does of leave too. It's here. happened to you. It's happened to you with me before. Remember because you were with me. But I didn't do anything. We were just standing outside. And then this guy's like, hey, do you all have a cigarette? And we're like, no. And then he's like, and then he followed us into the movie theater, calling us racist. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember. got in his face. We were going to see Mad Max. (laughs) (laughs) He followed us into the movie theater and then started yelling for the police. (laughs) And we were just like, what the fuck? I like, said, get we the fuck out of here. <laughs> you got his face and I just ran away. I didn't have your back at all. I just walked away. I was like, this if this guy, because if he had like, if it had gone south, I don't know. I'm just always worried about getting punched. Yeah, I don't like a, it. That guy had his arm in a sling. We would have whipped his ass. Yeah. They, but then we would have gotten arrested. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't like two weeks later. I was outside a certain Mexican restaurant and he came up to me again. Same dude. Same dude. Arm in a sling. Started to go into his like fake cry. And I said, hey, I remember you. You're the one that chased me into a movie theater calling me a racist because I don't have cigarettes. And he and then he was like, all right, buddy, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Okay, man. Okay, bye. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so a dog has never done that to me. And so, obviously, (laughs) dogs are nicer than people. That just goes goes without saying. Even weird dogs are better than people. (laughs) Dude, the weirder the dog, the more endearing, I think. No, there's some outliers. Yeah, there's some some outliers. Yeah, there's, there's some dogs where it's just like, who who were your parents siblings? <laughs> Did your daddy fuck his sister? <laughs> if so, you got nothing behind your eyes. 
<laughs> There's nothing going on in that little head of yours, is there? And it's usually like lads, I find. Or like, uh, like I don't know, terriers. I, I feel that way when, from a lot of pit bulls or Jack Russell terriers. Jack Russell terriers, man. That, they just have nothing behind their eyes. They they're, just look they're like just, terrors. They're, they're just alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Russell Terriers are fall down drunks. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. That's very funny. That is, uh, I keep picturing it in my head. Uh, so well, this is our well, new segment. This is our new segment called Just Checking In On You. Because we're just checking in on you. And yeah. we definitely didn't steal that from anybody. No, not not an incredibly famous podcaster and comedian who's fanned for by Ron on Facebook. Who we constantly praise on this podcast and on our social media. We definitely didn't steal that from him. No, we definitely didn't steal that from him at all. Not the redheaded wonder. Not the fire crotched <laughs> clown. Oh, oh Bill Billy McCunts. <laughs> um, so, where are we? What are we doing today? We got some stuff hey. to cover. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what's going on in my life. I, uh been working a lot yeah you know typically searching for new roles looking for new jobs um we've had conversations off air that'll stay off air um <laughs> about the state of the business yeah, <laughs> sure. as it pertains to casting well, uh, and as it pertains to the city you're in times are tough times are tough but yeah. you know and it's just one of those yeah you know this as well as i know this and any actor listening to this show knows. So what I'm hoping to do with what I'm about to say is educate some people. People out there, if you're not an actor, if you're not in the industry, whatever. If someone tells you they're an actor, the last thing that they want to hear from you is the following question. <laughs> oh, bud, what are you working on? Yeah. Whole lot of auditions. You slapdick fucker. Well, you see, Matt. The difference is some of us get work. Hey, I get work. So I have a, so I actually have answers to that question whenever I'm actually trying to be an actor. So I like I'm working on a play right development now. Project right now. <laughs> but I have to explain to them what a long-term development project is. <laughs> it just means you're I not to working. I have to explain <laughs> to them what it means. Oh, this pilot might get picked up. What does that mean? Shut up. That's what that means. Actors know what that means. Talking about non-actors. Oh. my! The, the question that I hate is, what have I seen you in? Oh, that's worse. It, like, which um, I get more down here once people learn I was in New York. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, oh, you must have been in some stuff. And it's like, well, I was, but I guarantee you have not heard of it. <laughs> well, it's like how much downtown New York City theater did you go see? Yeah, how clued into you uh, are you into the post-punk uh, jukebox musical scene? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much exclusively what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of a web series? <laughs> hey, I was in one of those. This not that anybody saw it. Technically, you were. We filmed it. <laughs> I delivered a hell of a performance. 
You know, looking back, I can't decide if it's a good or bad thing that we didn't release it because I I do feel like with the wrong eyes on it, it could just like ruin our lives. (laughs) It wasn't that like, so the thing about it was the guy that the, the main character who did the in question racist act was also painted as a complete piece of shit and that all of his actions were wrong. Yeah, but I think what one of the issues that came up was that he still kind of got away with it all. A little sure. bit. I don't know. But you're right. I mean, I mean it wasn't like an in-question. You did call the cops on him. like. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't like an in-question, like... Um, whether or not what he did was racist, what he did was racist, but oh yeah, that was the that was the whole point of the yeah, but that was like kind of the whole point, and I actually think that it's a very like accurate sort of portrayal as to like what goes on within that conversation and within those scenes, but um, accuracy is not what people want. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, and so maybe it's it was, a good thing. And it's I still very it was, funny. It was I a saw, hilarious episode. Yeah, and and I just felt bad that you had to run around fucking Crown Heights in cowboy boots for like twelve hours. <laughs> cowboy boots and fucking pastel for, polo for no which money. At the time was something I was into wearing <laughs> for no money. Hey, but you bought me beers. You bought me dinner. Yeah, that's true. You're a buddy. Yeah, you know I'll do things for buddies, but like if you know. When somebody hits me up to do their NYU student film for no pay, you can absolutely kiss my ass. See, I don't know about that right now as a person that doesn't have a reel. I'm kind of thinking about going up to UNT and just being in some student films, being the old guy, because they're going (laughs) to need old guys. They don't have any old guys up there. You're not going to get cast in anything being done by college kids. In Texas, I don't know that that's true. Well, in Texas. You have to keep in mind that people down here just aren't interested in any of that shit. Any of that, like, uh, identity politics shit. For the most part. I'm not going to say nobody's interested in it. Obviously, it's a it's a city with millions of people in it, and there's all sorts of voices to be heard, and yada, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But, like, uh, I mean, this show that I'm working on right now, granted, it's it's a pretty small endeavor, but everyone that I'm talking to I mean, it's a it's a fairly like socioeconomic and sexually orientative diverse group. I wouldn't say racially diverse, but it's uh. a, like a lot of people coming from different backgrounds. And um, all, like everyone's goal is just to work. It's not to do work that represents something or um, not even to be famous, which I think is something that gets tied up with the identity politics sort of thing that we get frustrated with. in in the New York scene, sometimes I feel like a, a lot of that is some people trying to get famous through that discussion and through, um, the work that is put on it up and yeah. up where you are. It's like, it they're works. trying to get, they're trying to get famous for like, they want to be famously known as, a good person or on the right side of history or something like that. Or they want to break new ground for certain people being on screen, which is great. But I 
but but it's also like I still see that you just want to be on TV. Like, <laughs> like, like, well, like that's, you know, like, some, <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's genuine. But some people beat it. So like a lot of times I feel like it's genuine. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people beat it, beat it so hard over the head that it's like, oh, you this is your this is what you saw as your pathway to become famous. This, right. It's like it's a tool for them. Like yes. this is not like I have this interest to break new ground and pave ways because it's that's what's going to get me famous, not the merit of my work. Right. That's not everybody. That's Obviously. only a few people. You can smell authenticity on somebody. Yeah, right. And and I just I don't know. I, like I, I, I'm struck by I won't say the name of the theater, but I went to a festival one time at a theater in New York where we watched some, uh, Oh fuck it. I'll say it. I don't live there anymore. It was at the new Ohio theater. They do, they do, they do good work. It's a, it's a experimental house. That's kind of off, off Broadway. And I went to a festival there that had some incredible fucking like racial, like art. There was this one movie they showed that was about a guy, uh, going around, he was he it was like set in modern day, but he was a black dude with a painted on white face like George Washington or Thomas Jefferson. Like he had a powdered wig on and like a like a full bird colonel, like classic, like like Captain Bryce looking naval yeah. naval uniform. And it was really like jarring and um and he ends up getting beat up and all this shit. And it's, it was just, it was a really moving piece. And then there were some like little short plays that they did that were all, you know, varying. It was bare bones is, how, is the way I'll put it. Good performances, yeah. but it was bare bones. And you could tell that it was supposed to be leading to a different, it's like a full run. But then afterwards there was this talk back with some of the artists that were involved with it. And they and and everyone in the audience was white, first of all, first and foremost. Oh, nobody, God, no of people crowds. of color, no people of color were in the audience um, for this festival that was for people of color. You know what I mean? So wow, like, it, it oh, already yeah, okay. like, like it already just kind of like had a weird stank on it. I was just there to bartend. But I ended up they ended up like asking me to come in and watch it. And I was like, all right, I'll come in and watch it. And um uh and right before the the talk back, the person moderating it like turns out to the audience without looking about who's in it, and then makes this statement about like, and white people, you need to be ready to be told, uh, I you can go Google that on your own, or I'm not answering that question. Right before the talk back started. And it just felt like it fucked up the whole talk back because <laughs> so immediately like they, nobody I was wanted to like, ask any questions. I was just like, well, I'm not asking any questions because I don't know what, like if I'm going to accidentally say something that this person who is being extremely performative in their, in, in, in the way that they're moderating this and in their, their moral high ground, like it was, it was, it was just wild to me. Like, like it, it was such a, I, and I feel like as this person like said that they looked out and saw who was in the audience and like, it suddenly registered with them. Like, uh Oh, maybe I shouldn't have, but then it was already too late. And they, and they just doubled down and nobody asked any questions. The talk back lasted like maybe 10 minutes or five or 10 minutes. It was just fucking 
so weird. And like, it, what a way to put a fucking nice pair of shackles, uh, handcuffs on your fucking talk back. Like on a, on an evening during an evening that was overall a success. I mean, I definitely saw at least one thing that really moved me, which is like a pretty good uh, overhead for you know festivals like that. But um, yeah, um, I don't know, man. It just it felt like you're at this like famous theater, you're doing this famous thing and you're clearly like, I just felt like they were definitely trying to like big dick us and, and, and make, make the whole discussion about who is the morally superior. I don't know. And I don't really run into that so far. I mean, I haven't, I've only done one thing down here, but yeah, everyone so far, everyone, I don't know. I also aren't interested in the discussion. It's just so people aren't looking to, to ruin each other's lives or, or eviscerate a white person. Like, I don't know. I also don't run into that in my daily life because I treat people that I meet with respect. Yeah, I know. It's this weird concept that if you just treat everybody you meet with respect, they respect you back. So it's like I understand we're fighting a lot of history in this country where there was no respect for a lot of people. It's just like just people just fucking people with respect. So it's like I never run into a lot of those situations. So a lot of times when I see some of this these like jarring things, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm jarred. (laughs) And it's, it's hard to not take offense whenever I whenever you're kind of just like when some shit is just thrown in your face, like when you're, when you are the white person that took the time to go to this festival and watch this art. And then you're basically chastised for it immediately by the people that organized it. It was just, it was just so weird. I don't know the new, this is not me shitting on the new Ohio theater. That was just the venue. Like, so it was like a whole different. It was the moderator, the moderator's, the moderator it was very much on a soapbox. It was very much riding a high horse at that point. Yeah, That's and it's fucking and, stupid. And it didn't feel genuine. Like I, I, I just feel like, I mean, because especially with that first film that I just described, it was like so. I don't know. I wanted to talk about it, but then suddenly it was like, uh, well, the only way that I could really talk about this is to talk about minstrel shows, and I don't feel like I should even say those two words in this room now, because I'm this room full of hoity-toity, uh, fucking morally superior soapbox white people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's one of the things that really cracks me up about what's going on with the entertainment industry in New York City right now is that I'm friends with a lot of actors of color, creators of color, and they talk about this shit the least. Yes. A lot of the time. Talking about it. (laughs) They're just like, yeah, I just want to work, man. I'm like, I feel you, dude. Let's work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. But, you know, that's just kind of it's just the way the just checking in on you. That's how the industry is. It's, you know, that's where you're at. I'm not saying it's wrong or it's right. It's just, you know, sometimes frustrating. Sometimes you want to you want to book a part. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I wouldn't. But I guess that's how they felt. I guess that's how everybody felt for years. So, 
you know, I'll go ahead and chastise myself for feeling personal want and desire. Um, and again, I don't have this problem because I get cast and stuff. So I get cast and stuff too. This is your first <laughs> acting job in like 15 years. No, it's not. <laughs> you, you, were, you were too depressed to go into a room for a year. For years for a year for a year and a half. No, you're in three months. You're I did a show right before I left New York. I was in a show. Yeah, you did that David Byrne thing. No, that was no, no, that was before I left. Did? No, I did the zombie musical that we talked about. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember we that. We talked about it on the pod. I'm also, I, I'm not going to say I'm like selected. I'm not saying you weren't selective because you you did work. You did work in Brooklyn, which is kind of like working. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's kind of like working. What's the public? I'm, I'm trying to like? do things. In, I'm trying to do things in like uh, the city. Oh, you know where, where careers city. happen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like at the so, public you know, theater that where kind I've of thing. shows. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking you over at Joe's. You're at Joe's pub. You can, and you can anybody can rent out Joe's pub. That's not uh, true. Then you go slap do it. Dick, slap Dick McGee can rent out Joe's pub at midnight. You, well, then you go do it. Slap Dick. <laughs> I can. I will. Then do it. Let's book a show there. Let's do a live <laughs> podcast at Joe's Pub with all your fucking sway. All three people can come. <laughs> yeah. Meet you people. and your wife. <laughs> oh, I'm you would have to get Greg as a person. guest. Oh, Greg will come. Yeah, Greg. Well, I don't know. We have to guarantee that there's a piece of pussy there for Greg to come. Whoa. To, oh, is, there, is there a girl Whoa. there have sex with me? If there is, then I'm in. She doesn't need all of her arms. <laughs> all she needs to have is a working vagina that she's willing to share with oh me. Otherwise, there's no way I'm coming to whatever it is that you're doing. Well, hold on. Is there a happy hour? <laughs> How much are the drinks? <laughs> How much are the drinks? Because I don't feel like that it's justifiable for me to pay anything more than $5 for a margarita. <laughs> Greg. You Are like you a, a seventy-year-old woman from South Texas? Wait, wait, wait. Do you do you at least get a beer when you order the burger? The the burger doesn't come with a beer. The burger does not come this with a free ridiculous. beer. This is ridiculous. Like, what place have you ever been where the burger comes with a free beer? He's been to lots of places that do that. Yeah, they're called <laughs> casinos, and they only did that for him because he lost $100,000 before he ordered the fucking burger. <laughs> yeah, they only did that for him because he's right, we're being, we're being mean. We're being mean to Greg. We're being mean. I don't want to be mean to Greg. <laughs> no, but, you know, to wrap up, you know. It's he would be a great things. guest on the podcast. You should get him as a guest. We should, we should, uh. Just do like a like some Greg episodes. I have to guarantee him a stipend. I have to guarantee him a date with a woman. I have to guarantee him a deal on drinks. And <laughs> I have to Just, guarantee him a, a burger at a bar. That's I don't know. The things that he like the things that he seeks out are hilarious to me. <laughs> Maybe he just let him take a nap on your bed. That's something he enjoys doing. <laughs> he's yeah. so accustomed to the air mattress now. Oh my god! Like, like he's got all this money now. Oh right. Of, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, you need to get yourself a good bed. And he's like, actually, you know, I kind of like the air mattress. I'm like, you're <laughs> fucking stupid. Like, 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he has all this money and he doesn't own a bed. No, he's Dude, got all this money now. Legendary. Sleep on an air mattress. Fuck yes! I don't want him to change anything about his life. <laughs> Hell yeah! You yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> the legend. All right, I think that's just checking in on you. That's just checking in. Well, we didn't, you know, we didn't go too much into you. It was mostly me sure. and me and uh, me. What's going on with me? I'm um uh I'm again working as an actor right now and we did did our first uh off book rehearsal last night and it went pretty well. Nice. Uh, I'm house sitting for the for a couple of listeners right now, so it's a good thing that um my uh, my insanity hasn't barred me from making money yet. Um nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to the Hildens. He's let me play his jazz master on this sick fucking tube amp that he's got hooked up. Noise. Didn't it's fucking Elvis Costello play a jazz master? Wasn't that his guitar of uh, choice? Yeah, I think so. And um and the guy from System of a Down. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Played a jazz master? Yeah. It's a heavy fucking sound, dude. That's not what I expected to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, he distorted it and fucked it all up, but his jazz in the sky. I don't know what else is up with me. I'm just, you know, living life, man, in Dallas, Texas. Saw the last waltz. That, uh, that was fucking rad. I did. You know, it's one of those things where normally you're a lot more in touch with stuff in music than I am. But I couldn't believe that you... Had never seen the last waltz. I know. Isn't that weird? That's wild. I saw that shit when I was like 18. I can only. Blew my I, like, fucking mind. I'm so surprised that I never walked in on my dad watching it because I saw a bunch of. Uh, like I saw the doors that way. I saw the Woodstock documentary that way. I saw lots of Stevie Ray Vaughan recordings that way. My dad would just like have all these concert movies and he'd watch them up late at night. Oh, that's also how I saw the South Park movie. <laughs> <laughs> Walked in, he was watching it, and I was like, oh my gosh. It's <laughs> outstanding. Oh, yeah. Finally. <laughs> that's fucking great, man. I love concert films. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's incredible. It's, a, it's, it's so fun to see all those people so young, like Neil yeah. Young. Like literally, oh, yeah. Neil Young at that age is just like, I don't know what a fucking badass. What a cool funny, guy. It's, it's great. Like concert films, they they capture all the little nuances in a in a person's face. All right. the little like like little just like the twinge of the shoulder while doing a guitar solo. That yeah. little like raising the shoulder that just makes it so fucking great. And then like you're actually at a concert and like. Mm-hmm. All, all you see is just guys standing there. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the show, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously, if you're at a Springsteen show, you see a 60, you know, 70 year old man running all over the fucking arena going ape shit. But, you know, you're at like a country concert. It's like we're standing here playing music. Yeah. Particularly enjoy it. But we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, saw it at the Texas Theater, which is one of my favorite venues in Dallas to see movies. I've been there a lot, actually. And we we know 
certain other person who'd been there at least once. Yes. We'll get into that later. Um, so I guess that's just checking in on you. Yeah, it's just checking in on you. I uh, I made a note for myself. Oh, yeah? Because in this actually, this actually goes really well with a, high, a headline on Twitter that I just saw. Um, this is breaking news, everybody. As we're recording at 1.17 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, March the 10th, 2020, um, Governor Andrew Cuomo has just announced a containment zone around the city of New Rochelle, lasting until March 25th. National Guard will be deployed to assist what in the food fuck? delivery and cleaning because oh there is a, apparently a massive clump of uh, coronavirus in New Rochelle right now. What the fuck? Yeah. That's fucked. The city of New Rochelle is under quarantine. Jesus. By the National Fucking Guard. Good Lord. Check that shit out. That's fucking nuts, right? Jesus Christ. That movie Outbreak. God. I guess you're right. That is a check this shit out, isn't it? That's a check this shit out, dude. Like, that literally popped up while I was doing this, while we were doing this. Check this shit out. Check this shit out. New Rochelle's under fucking quarantine. Jesus. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's not something I thought I was going to see while I was randomly scrolling through Twitter while we talked about identity politics in the entertainment industry. Uh, Lord. <laughs> but yeah, so... That's happening as we speak. And what well, brings me to my point that I made a note on was that even though the city of New Rochelle is under quarantine, I guarantee they are not going to miss their reservation at my restaurant because nothing will stop these people from getting their fucking queso. <laughs> nothing. Nothing will stop these people. Rain, sleet, snow, hail, ice storm, Deluge, hurricane, tsunami, volcanic eruption, coronavirus quarantine. Nothing will stop these people from coming to the restaurant. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. White squall blows it's into New York so City. It's so weird to me that nobody else in the city can do fucking queso. Nobody. Like, how hard is it? How hard is it to melt cheese? <laughs> right. And I know what kind of cheese you guys are using. It's not sharp cheddar. It's fucking Lando Lakes. <laughs> it's government cheese. It's whatever the you know, whatever the shit they chop up and put in it is. Whatever they do, they do it fucking right. You know, they do yeah, it right in the back of the house. Oh, I'm aware like, that it's good. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying it's incredibly simple. Yeah. And I don't understand how like no one else in the city has figured out that this is like a profitable thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you get like, you know, fucking dyed in the cloth, fucking New York, New Yorkers that come in and they're like, what's a queso? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a bowl of melted cheese with fucking peppers chopped up in it. Oh, like fondue, like fondue. No. It's fondue. No. 
No. But it's fondue. It's not fondue. Look, fondue is whenever you melt cheese and then you dip things into it. So it's fondue. It's fondue, guys. No, it's fondant. All right? It's <laughs> this waiter is wrong. <laughs> this waiter doesn't know what he's talking about at the place he's at every single day. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, these people, nothing will stop them. I remember one time we had 70 reservations on the book. And it was one of the worst ice storms in recent memory in New York City. Like it was it was raining shards of sharp ice. It was horrible. It was one of those days when you look around and you're like, why the fuck do I live in the north? I could have moved to Los Angeles, you know, and we're like, yeah, half these reservations are going to cancel or no show. Every single one of them showed up, yep, and they, they were all on time. And they were all, uh, and then I bet you went on a super long wait. Yeah, we went on a fucking wait. We had a line out the door. I'm like, you people are crazy. Our animals. Just this melt a- it. Just melt the cheese at your house. Right? Just- this is, I'm not leaving the fucking house if the weather's like this if I don't have to. Yeah, okay? what the fuck? The weather's pretty pretty not bad today, and I'm thinking about not leaving the house. But maybe that's a personal thing. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, man, it just blows my mind. You know, another thing that blows my mind is, and I'm sure this happened to you a lot when you worked there as well, people who walk in the door and they just immediately are like, we're from Texas, we're from Texas, we're from Texas. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. oh, God, I don't care. Tip 20% and I'll listen to you. <laughs> are you from Texas? What part of Texas are you from? Uh, wow. The queso in Dallas is different from the queso in San Antonio. This is an interesting conversation that have 57 times a week. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know that Bob Armstrong... He was the Texas Land Commissioner. And he was an alcoholic. He used to beat his wife, but he donated donated to that church and saved it one year. So that makes it all good in the eyes of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Which I'd like to talk about with you today. (laughs) When's the last time you went to church, Matt? Uh, um, (laughs) When was the last time I went to church? Christmas. I go at Christmas every year to appease my parents. Ah, cool. We uh, last time we were home for Christmas, we refused to go, That's... and the look, the look, was something else, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's such like it's kind of bullshit too because my parents. So so every Christmas Eve we uh, host this really awesome uh, dinner. And we have the same people over every year. Uh, usually, maybe add one or two people, but it's always the Spees and the Steermans and the Butterfield, and it's always at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, which is during my parents' main church service. So we go to the bullshit church service that is the children's church service. <laughs> Because my mom just believes with all of her heart that she has to go to church somehow that night. Like, it, like, like it, you just have to do it, even if it's for fucking children. <laughs> cool, Donna. <laughs> I get it. 
a little bit, but I also just like, I don't know. It's also, I also just feel very silly. Like, like they do this whole like Christmas pageant thing where some of the kids wear crowns. Some of the kids are dressed like sheep. Some of the kids are dressed like shepherds. Some, you know what I mean? Like do the whole, they do the whole fucking thing. And one year I just want to go and grab one of the crowns and, and they're like, and once the Kings arrive, all of the Kings can come forward and all the kids come forward dressed up as Kings. I just want to go up there one day, one year and act like a child with like a <laughs> crown on my head and be like, yay. And lo unto them, the angel Gabriel said. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my like sixth grade English teacher is in the audience, like trying to take pictures of her grandkids. Like, I'm pretty is, sure that's Matt fucking Butterfield up there. Which happened. <laughs> he came up behind me and tapped me on the fucking shoulder and was like, hi, are you Matt Butterfield? It's <laughs> like, uh, yes, I am, Mrs. Ferguson. I don't want to talk to you. No, she's cool. She was an English teacher. She... Funny story, my dog actually ate my homework for her class one one time. We had a puppy That's- named Sheila, and Sheila loved chewing on shit, and she just went right into my backpack, grabbed my English book, and tore it to shreds, and my English book had all my English homework in it. And I brought it ah. to school the next day, torn to shreds, and she was just like, well, this, I guess there's a first time for everything. <laughs> That's... Hilarious. Yep. I love it. But yeah, you know, that's how it goes. What the fuck were we talking about that we got onto this? Oh, yeah. So, yes. Let me talk to you about Jesus. People do that at the restaurant. I know they do. Uh, There are three conversations in this world that I have, or three statements that people want to turn into a conversation, that three of them that I have the same exact reaction to. One is anything to do with Jesus or church mm-hmm. two is I'm from Texas. And third is I work in finance <laughs> and all three of those. This is my reaction. Oh, cool. That's <laughs> interesting. Tell me yeah. more about that. I, yeah, that's yes. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that, those three, that's the reaction you're getting out of me. So just don't bring them up. I would get church all the time because they'd ask, where are you from in Texas? And I'd say Dallas, but, you know, the suburbs, obviously. Which suburb? Well, it's complicated. Grew up in Mesquite, but went to church in Garland. And then I did private school for high school. Or and Grew up in Mesquite in Sunnyvale, went to private school for high school. And uh, church in Garland. Oh, where do you go to church now? That's what I would always get. And it's like, the church oh. of me, baby. <laughs> the church of my room with the, the ch- water pipe. <laughs> the church of what's happening now. The church of cold <laughs> dominoes. Coco Diaz. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, you know, I think. We move on I to our other segments. That's what I was going to do. Yeah. And I think right now we got some things that we'd like to recommend for you. We're all just diets, our only guarantee. So just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on Matt podcast. Recommend these. 
recommends these, y'all. What do you Hello, got? My, my name is Matt Berry, and I'm here to recommend. Apparently, this show came out two years ago, but no, nobody I've talked to has even heard of it. So I thought it was new. It's called Sharp Objects. It's on hey. HBO, starring Amy Adams and Patricia Clarkson, and it's so goddamn good. Oh yeah, it's about I white highly, people that are sad, right? No, it's a murder mystery. Oh, white people killing each other. Yeah, in a nice. very backwards-ass southern town. Oh, of course it's the southerners doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, there's some really good southern shit going on in there. My goddamn clapper light just turned on. <laughs> you have a clapper. Yeah, Alex <laughs> got it for me for my birthday. <laughs> and now it, anything, any little thing will set this motherfucker off. Any little thing. If you pop a top on a can, it sets that off. If the dog is chewing food, it sets off the clapper. Right now, the creak in my computer chair set off the clapper. She said that's what she was hoping for. <laughs> that's awesome. So anyway, Sharp Objects. So uh, this is not giving anything away. Sharp Objects, Amy Adams is a reporter for the newspaper or big newspaper in St. Louis. She is from originally a very small town of 2000 people called Wind Gap, Missouri. And her editor sends her home to cover the story in her hometown because one girl is murdered and a second girl is missing. She has a very, very contentious and bad relationship with her mother. And brother, that shit takes off. It goes. It's a goddamn good show. Goddamn good show. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. That's fucking great. I, another HBO uh, uh, thing from last year, I think, or the end of last year, or maybe the beginning of this year, that I've been, that I've only watched one episode of. But I recommend hey. everybody get into it. It's called McMillions. It's it's kind of a true crime thing, but it's not about murder. It's actually about how the McDonald's um, Monopoly game was fixed by this family in like Jacksonville, Florida. And dude, it's incredible so far. They, like like I don't want to give away too much. But I'll just say that, like, the head agent that, like, pursued this case is, like, the is, like, out of a fucking 80s action movie. This dude is, like, a living Nash Bridges. He's just <laughs> so, like, so, like, like, he only got into the being in the FBI to have fun. Like, he's literally going, like, you know, we were in fucking Jacksonville and everything down there is just so boring it's all financial fraud for from health insurance and it's just like get this shit off my desk and i went and i went over to you know he goes over to some other one of his other agents desks and um he he, he just grabs a post-it note off of the guy's computer that says Monop- mcdonald's monopoly fixed that was the only lead he had <laughs> was another agent's note about that. And he's like, what is this about? And he's just like, oh, I heard like I had three people call in like saying that they're they're like that. Everybody that has won this is connected uh, are they're all related. But, you know, I, the guy just kind of brushed it aside because he was busy with other work. And then this other dude, this young dude, Nash Bridges, he just like launches this elaborate 
undercover video sting operation that where he involves citizens like he pulls people like off of the street not off the street he pulls people I, like I know what you mean. but like he gets people that are not trained to go undercover are yeah. not like like it's like a ragtag like gumshoe operation <laughs> where he's recording <laughs> all of these dudes like to like he like he takes this one dude out that won the money right and he's pretending that he's from mcdonald's and he um he's pretending that he's from mcdonald's and he just wants he does like a fake publisher's clearing house of presenting the check and he's like <laughs> we just need to get b-roll of you standing with the check at all the different places that you went to the day that you found out so lo and behold when this dude like because first of all, they were never supposed to take him off off site. They just wanted to get a recording that like of the guy basically confessing or getting gathering evidence uh, to lead to an eventual confession and yada, yada, yada. Right. So he they're at this dude's house and they're taking pictures of him and they're getting him to talk about how he won, what his day was like when he won. And then he takes him off site with these citizen like like non-field agents and keeps recording the dude then instructs his team keeps the guy distracted with other people instructs his team to go into that guy's house and bug his house wow yes i can't wait to watch this shit and then everything (laughs) just happens after that it's so (laughs) fucking like incredible it goes all the way to the top it's it's just it's such an entertaining story and it's a documentary. It's all real. Like it happened. Like 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 this these people that they're talking to are real federal agents. Oh dude, I'm so in. This it's, is going to be so good. Every time any of his anytime they talk to this dude's supervisors, they all have big smiles on their face. They're all just like this guy, he like he he kept coming in and just poking he's like he would come into my office poke his head into my office and just say undercover bud we gotta go undercover on this he would just do that (laughs) randomly at any given point throughout the day he wanted to go undercover so bad and then i don't know it was so like it's so fucking funny i'm in i'm in mark me down it's a big 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 scandal i mean it's a big thing yeah it was crazy what was going on. <laughs> defrauding a company worth of millions of dollars. So yeah. 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 And were they defrauding? Mm. Oh Lord. Speaking of actually not speaking of defrauding, but speaking of crime that does involve yeah. the FBI, we have a a joint recommendation. We do. Our podcasting heroes, idols, some may say, last podcast on the left is in the midst of a long series on Lee Harvey Oswald, JFK assassination. And I'm in episode three out of, I think six. And it is so fucking good. I think they've put out four so far. I think it's going to be six parts. It's Uh, like, it's, I think it's gotta be up there with their best work. It's uh, been outstanding. I know it's, it's like up there with their, um, L. Ron Hubbard series yeah, or the Jack, Ron Hubbard, Jack the Ripper. God in Jack the Ripper. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's, man. It's, it's been re- so good. And it's been really interesting listening to it down here in Dallas. I have to say, 
just because you get Simply. to go, you see the sights yeah. while you're listening to it. While you're yeah. wait, while I'm waiting to pick someone up on an Uber, I'm in Dealey Plaza listening to <laughs> Henry <laughs> Henry Zabrowski say, "I'm gonna come in those guts, Marilyn." <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that's not uh, my know, line, Mom. <laughs> obviously, somebody who goes to the lengths of killing a president is not going to be a normal person. There's going to be a lot crazy shit going on in the head, but I did not know the lengths to which Lee Harvey Oswald was, was a coo- like, 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 like a fucking, a- yeah. Like a fucking lunatic. Yes. That dude was insane. Like, obviously he killed the United States president. He's obviously a kook. He's obviously insane. But when you hear the facts and the, the story of his life, yeah, it's like, way more insane than you could have imagined it's knowing like, that this person was insane. Yes. And, and it's just also really like, it's really frightening that he was so close to where I grew up. Like, yeah. like, like the environment that I came up in created that guy. Well, you know, maybe well, a I mean, touch more different in, you know, the forties and fifties, but sure. But <laughs> it's just crazy. That dude is, nuts have you heard anything have you heard uh this stuff about jack ruby i know i mean over the i haven't got to jack ruby yet in the series okay but that i really uh, heard a lot about jack you want to talk about tweety tweety bird holy fuck that's another <laughs> fucking lunatic that guy was insane he was insane well, didn't like, he own a strip club in Dallas? And that's what he was. A strip club. He owned a shitload of strip clubs in Dallas. Uh, he, just, he was a nightclub owner. And okay. he, a lot of people um, think that he was in, involved with the mafia. He was not. <laughs> that's basically, he even might have hinted that he was, and he was not. He that's, was yeah, that's how anybody that was successful in business in the 50s and 60s, it was any type of like entertainment business. Oh, that was mafia. That was the mafia. You know, that was the mafia, right? Like, right. Not everything was the mafia. The mafia right. ran bullshit nickel and dime schemes. They didn't run, you know, yeah, they elaborate like, with the mafia. Yeah. Like they stole gas from gas stations. Yeah, <laughs> they stole boxes off of trucks and sold cigarettes on the cheap. Right. You know, <laughs> they sold cocaine and heroin. We're not dealing with, you know, with people who own brilliant. fifty strip clubs. We're not. We're not dealing with brilliant with a brilliant web of assassins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. taking each dealing, other out. Yeah, we're dealing with you know, fucking. Fucking Jamokes walking up to people guys that, on the sidewalk. Hey, yo, bada bing, gaba cool. Like people that have like um, uh, um, 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 like sixth grade educations. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. Like Jack, and actually, Jack Ruby was Jewish, so yeah. he wasn't gaba cool. He what was, was he was, was like Rubens. Was it Rubenstein? Rubenstein. Yeah, yeah. Rubenstein, Steen, one of those. Which, um. Jews in Texas, not a lot of them. That's actually not tr- necessarily true. I'm they talking about obviously, relatively speaking. Oh yeah, it's a, compared to New York, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but like, New York, LA, and South Florida. Like obviously, yeah. I'm talking 
relative here. Yeah, okay? sure. But <laughs> I mean, I'd have, I'd met two Jewish people my entire life before moving to New York. Oh, I I think that I don't think I ever. No, I met one, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. It's but just, they kept you know, themselves. it's one of those things. It's just not, it's just not a lot of them in Texas. So for one of the most famous te- Dallas Texans. tech, you know, Dallasites ever uh-huh. to be Jewish is, you know, I think that's notable. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. There's just not a lot of Jews in Texas. So I think it's kind of notable, but you know, you know what's, maybe, you know what's I'm, funny? maybe I'm stupid. I mean, uh, and like, like what I was saying about seeing the sites while I'm listening to this, like what we were talking about earlier, when I went to go see the last waltz, I saw it at the Texas theater, which yes. is where Lee Harvey was arrested after he murdered officer Tippett. And, um, just by the way, just a few blocks from where my in-laws grew up. Wow. Um, yeah. that's an interesting area anyway. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but in the last waltz, uh, Fucking, uh, what are their names? Robbie Robinson and uh, Robbie Robinson and oh, Lee Von Helm. Lee Von Helm are talking about how they were at a club in Fort Worth called the Skyline. Like it was like the Skyline Ballroom. Do you know why yeah. it was called the Skyline Ballroom? Why? Because the roof had fucking collapsed, and you could see the skyline through the roof. <laughs> And they were in Fort Worth, Texas. We're not and shutting you, down. And do, you know the who, name. do you know who owned that club was Jack Ruby? Oh, that sly son of a bitch. So he like he makes a little fucking cameo in the in the last waltz. Not really, but his name I was does. Like, I was like, oh, I was like, no, he was way dead. <laughs> Can you imagine? He just like walked making out this there. shit up. <laughs> Lee Oswald, Lee Oswald, where are you? <laughs> like, he's not in the last waltz. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they talk about him. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. That's funny. That's funny. That's good shit right there, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect it. It's Pepe Silva, Pepe Silva, Pepe Silvia, Pepe Silvia. There is no Carol in HR. <laughs> <laughs> It all connects. Not only do all these people exist, they've been asking for their mail for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that time. Oh, yeah? Is it? Time to release some aggression. Hey, what the fuck? Time to let them know. Don't at me, bro. 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 You stupid fucking hog. Don't at me, he, he, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. And today we've got a special joint. Don't at me, bro. Me and Matt both have the same bone to pick. We have the same group. Of motherfucking bros that we are not adding today. 50 plus year old ladies with oddly specific requests at restaurants. Look, if you can't leave the house to go eat, don't. Don't do it. Just don't ask. Don't ask me for a soup and then only want the broth. Don't ask for the chicken on off. <laughs> I, 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 I can see your reaction to the camera. Dude. <laughs> don't 
<laughs> I know. It's Can I get a cup of chicken broth? Time. I just want a cup of chicken broth. I don't want it to be spicy. I just want the broth. <laughs> Can you just bring me the, you know, $7 is very expensive for broth. <laughs> Can I get the chicken and avocado soup? Can I get just the bone broth, though? I don't want any of the chicken or avocado. I just want the broth. Is that something you can do for me? No, man, I'm sorry. We can't. You know, the, the, the soups are pre-made, pre-portioned out. Um, nah, I'm sorry. We just can't do it. Well, why not? So you, so you can't do that for me? <laughs> I just screamed out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you sound yeah, like dude. shit. You sound like shit. Uh, you sound like shit. Yeah. Oh, it's because my, my thing came unplugged. We got a little spicy here, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, things you, got... All right, you're back. Am I back? You're back. You're back. You're back. I'm sorry. Things got a little carried away here. Things got a little, we got a little excited. We got a little, we got a little worked up. I'm so sorry. Everything got a little worked up. I'm back online. My microphone is back plugged in. I got way too carried away. But the lady <laughs> asked me for just the broth of the chicken and avocado soup. And I just don't know what to do with this request. Okay? Because fuck yeah. you. <laughs> I had a woman. I had a woman. Um, at the last place I worked at, I had a woman send back tacos that had pesto on them because the pesto was spicy. Get the fuck away from me. Get she was at a Mexican place. restaurant and couldn't eat spicy food. And I run like Matt. I know that you run into these people all the time and they are always women over 50 that are white. And, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and who, who tip who on a, they think a good tip is 15 percent. Definitely be able to pay their bills on this. Oh my God! Just the shit that we have come through the door sometimes it's just insane. absolutely blows my mind. We had this lady in there the other day who brought her like one year old, and her one year old has a severe dairy allergy. <laughs> okay, so bring him some food. Yes, bring him his own food. Every single item on the table, she and she, she one at a time as everybody walked by. Like, does this have butter on it? 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 Over the course of two hours. It's like, don't. It's just, it's crazy because it's like, I don't want to say don't leave the house, but I do want to say don't make this everybody else's fucking problem. I didn't have this kid. You had kid you have you need kid. to take care of this fucking kid if you're worried about our food having dairy in it don't fucking feed it to him don't feed it's it not to my him. fault your son is weak and has bad genes <laughs> that's your fault you your fucked fault. that guy you fucked that guy your parents made you your fault <laughs> not mine I got the fat gene, and you know what I do? I fucking deal with it. <laughs> I buy overpriced clothes at DXL because I got the fat gene. I don't make it somebody else's problem. The only other person whose problem I make it is my wife, but she married me knowing I was fat, so that's her fault. She's a chubby chaser, and she likes it. She likes it. <laughs> she likes it. God, it's just the, the, shit, that, the shit that you hear. 
the requests that you get. Oh man, it's just it's like, are you like? I'm, I guess this wasn't covered in your MBA textbook that this is rude. Yeah. <laughs> what you're doing is rude. This what you're doing is rude. It, it, it people that restaurant staff are not servants. They no. are not, and and a kitchen staff is not a private kitchen staff. No, it, they restaurants have put are usually family run, and they have put everything on the line with by creating what they think are the best versions of these twenty four items. Yes, there's twenty four commonalities in the culinary world. And they almost always have a menu posted somewhere online so that if you have crazy dietary restrictions, you can go check and see if it's a restaurant that can adhere to those crazy diet, diet, those requirements. Ooh, I'm getting worked up too. I thought you were about to say Dianetics. I was like, another conversation, bud. (laughs) Uh, These crazy (laughs) fucking Scientologists. But nah, man, it's, you know, it's, it's you people in there that are, that are well to do people of the world with jobs, with careers, with children that live in New York city. That's and you think it was their first time they ever came to a restaurant. That's what's crazy to me is like, whenever I would work at this restaurant that you would see the kids, people would bring in and these kids are living in New York, but they're also sheltered somehow. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how, like, these kids are, like, living in this, in, in, in this, like, plastic bubble in, in the craziest city in the world. Or in, these in kids America, come in and they're, they're like dunces. Yeah, they're just, they have, they, they're like aliens. It's like they, they, they have no idea how to interact with people. They have no idea that they look, that the way they're looking at you is rude or weird. They have no idea that, like, uh, the, I don't know that that you can't tr- like expect everybody to just cow to your every need, like yeah. It's it's and listen. Really I'm not weird. saying that we're like service industry. I'm not saying we're special people and that we need our asses kissed. No, we just feel that we deserve the same respect that you would show. Well, I guess these people probably don't show anybody respect, so it might right. be asking a lot. But don't be a dick, like. Don't look at the menu and think that you can just piece together what you want from dishes to make your own little custom dish. If you want to do that, go to a diner. Go to a diner. That's what diners are for. Go to a diner. Go to a buffet. Yeah. Go to a buffet. It ain't going to be as good as us, but you can have it how you want it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can dip the spoon into the top of the soup and push down all the other stuff and get the broth in the spoon and then put it in your bowl. You can do that 50 times to get you a bowl full of broth (laughs) and only broth and only broth because that's something people want. (laughs) Just broth. Who are you? Where are you from? I think this is what skinny people eat. (laughs) I think. Yeah. You know what? I think you're onto something here. They're all they're all hangry. Yeah, they're just mad. They haven't eaten in years. They haven't had a meal in years. They haven't they haven't eaten a sandwich for lunch in like since they were in high school. Oh yeah. And they do soul cycle 7 times a week. Yeah. They only they only eat broth and somehow they're still jiggly. I don't and get it. And they're and they're just praying that their husband isn't screwing around on them while he's in like Singapore. Right. Oh, he's banging whores. <laughs> 
He's banging whores. I'm telling you what. Dudes. (laughs) (laughs) There ain't no probably about it, brother. If I know anything about the rich in New York. (laughs) If there's anything that Brian Lefebvre taught me. (laughs) You want to get off with me, D? (laughs) I've never done two at once. Definitely going to be sore, but I'll give it a try. I think we've exhausted this topic. All right. I think we've exhausted ourselves. I yeah, think I'm that's going to be it for us today. <laughs> that, that's a note to end on. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you got? Go check me out. MattButterfield.net. I got the Pocket Sandwich Theater play opening up in about two weeks time in 17 days. It's uh, Attack of the Killer Mutant Leeches. Directed by Jared Seaman and written by Dennis G.W. Milligan. Uh, come check it out. It's a rocking good time. <laughs> I'm Matt Beery. I'm at MattBeery06 on all social media. I've got a play that is in the long-term writing process right now. We've been doing workshops. We've been doing staged readings. And hopefully we'll be on Broadway in the next <laughs> few years. Okay. Um, it's actually, like, legitimately could happen. Okay. I'm not even checking, but we'll definitely at least be off Broadway and we'll definitely at least do a tour of Texas. Ooh. Yeah. And I'll get my equity card. So, um, other than that, hopefully some of these pilots get picked up. (laughs) (laughs) Cause if they don't before they shoot them and pick them up. Yeah. Well, we've already done that part. Um, here we go. I'm Matt Beery. I'm Matt Butterfield. Adios. Hey, fuckers.